0: Hello, hello, hello. I started talking without turning my microphone on there. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry, and we are at episode 12 of our never-ending podcast devoted to the Kinks and the Beatles. Today we're talking about uh, one of the Kinks' earliest hits, their second number one, Tired of Waiting for You, or... To be more appropriate. Tired of waiting for you. But we'll talk more about that later. All right. So the tune was released January fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five. It was a. It was as a single. It was a leftover from their first album. So it was actually written prior to um, "All Day and All of the Night," but released afterwards because record companies in there infinite wisdom for better or for worse wanted the second single to sound exactly like the first and all day and all the night sounds a lot closer to you really got me than this tune does on its surface at least it was a number one hit in the uk number six in the united states and here's a bit of trivia that blows my mind this is the highest charting kink single in the united states until come dancing which was also at number six is released uh 22 years later in 1983 two number six songs are the highest charting and that's fine whatever there are a lot of great bits CCR never had a number one hit ELO never had a number one hit there are plenty of great bands that had a ton of hits that never had a number one but at the peak of the British invasion when they're putting out arguably the best music of all time that their two best-selling singles are 22 years apart is just a crime. I will I will never get done complaining about this, and I will never fully understand how this could happen. I mean, I get in the 60s, the Kinks were banned from touring in the United States for various reasons. They were banned by the Musicians Union. No official reason was ever given, but We can assume, some people assume it was because of the fighting on stage. We can also assume that the AFM, which I was a proud member, um, they were intimidated by this onslaught of British uh, talent coming in and taking gigs away from American musicians. And the kinks were just big enough to make a point, but not selling as well as the Beatles or the Stones. So it was, you know, uh, more financially viable protest but whatever the case was they were banned from touring in the united states for a few years uh in the mid-60s so that obviously hurt their record sales and everything but a good song is a good song and it got to number one in the uk who would later become notoriously um uninterested in the kinks on the radio which is also defies logic but whatever we're not here to talk about that that's it is what it is and um that's what it is, so the cool thing about this song is, oh well, actually, there's a few cool things for starters, it's um it's uh, very appropriate for the content of the music. I don't know why that sentence was so hard for me just to say, but it was, and I'm glad that you met me on the other side. So the song, Tired of Waiting, So Tired, Tired of Waiting, Tired of Waiting for You. Okay? So just right there, he's building on top, structurally, in the lyrics, he's, he's ramping up to his message because he's so tired. Tired of waiting. Tired of waiting for you. Right? He's so tired he can't even get it all out in one go. He's got to ramp himself up for it. And then he does it again. Um... So that's a cool little thing that he does lyrically to make this fit. And then um, at the third section of the song, after the uh, do what you like, but please don't keep me waiting, please don't keep me waiting, that build and build and build, he's building the tension, and then he goes back into the so tired, tired of waiting. So there's a lot of uh, lyrical content here that actually dictates – um, more than the form of the song, but it dictates the feel and everything of the character who's singing the song. When you couple that with Ray's lazy vocal delivery, he's almost behind the beat on some of these things. Uh, like I said a couple minutes ago, when he gets too tired of waiting for you, that word just oozes out of his mouth like, he can barely muster up the energy. You, right? He barely musters up the energy, and it's perfect. It's the perfect delivery for this song because he's tired, and that's what this song is about, right? Dave Davies, um, so there's there's two guitar parts on it. I'm going to try to stumble my way through it, having not practiced it. You've got the arpeggio version, uh, guitar part that doesn't... Right. That would have been enough. That would have been where most bands stopped. But um, the Kinks, in their infinite wisdom, thought it needed electric guitar. They were reluctant. They they half thought it needed it. So it sounded like a Kinks record. But then they half thought it was going to wreck the song because this is a more introspective song. Uh, it's a little slower in tempo, although it's not as slow as most people probably think it is. Um, But they gave it a shot anyway, so you've got underneath the arpeggios, you've got just Dave playing his regular electric guitar tone with the... All right, so he's sliding from chord to chord, it's alternating between an F chord and a G chord, and what they do is they hit the F, then they hit it again, uh, then they slide up to the G. And then they hit the G and slide down to the F. Okay? And um, that adds to the laziness because it's just kind of... That slide makes it a little bit lazier, a little bit more tired, right? But what he does the second time that verse comes in is Dave actually plays it off the beat. Alright? So, what they're doing... I'm going to try to count through this live... So what the arpeggio is doing is 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and... So it's changing on 1 and 3, which is a typical place to play chord changes. If you're going to have 2 to a bar, 1 and 3 is the most common way to do it. What Dave does the second time, whether by accident or on purpose, who knows, but he, instead of changing on 3, he hits the first chord again and then slides down. So he's actually changing chords on the end of three. So he's going one, two, and three. One, two, and... Th-. He hits it twice. One, two, and three, and... So now you've got a contrast. You've got one guitar changing on three, and the other guitar changing on the end of three, and it creates this new tension, this new lazy feel to the groove that she didn't have on the first verse. And that's really cool. And I kind of wish he would have done it on the first verse too, because it does sound cool. But then it also adds a variation at the end when the song kind of needs a variation. So it, it would have been cool either way he did it. And the way he did it is how we have it now. The other thing about this song that's of note is the form. And we talked a little bit about form yesterday when we talked about She Loves You and how it's kind of absent of a real chorus and a real defined form, right? This song is very similar to that in that it has not a real traditional form. Okay. You can argue that so tired, tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you is a chorus. And in, in which case we are opening with the chorus, which again, like I said yesterday was Fairly infrequent back in the day, but at this point, because now the British invasion bands are doing it a lot, it has become more common. Um, But the thing is, is that there are three verses in this song, three sections, and each of them are identical every time we hear it. So the So Tired, Tired of Waiting, that's your A section. I'm just calling it that because it's first. Usually the verse is considered your A So if I was truly analyzing this, I would say it opens with the B section and then goes into A. But for the sake of of keeping the continuity easy to follow, we're going to call the first section A. So tired, tired of waiting, tired of waiting for you. He sings that line twice. That's your A. Then we get, I was a lonely soul. I had nobody till I met you, but you keep me waiting, waiting all the time. What can I do? That's your B. Then the it's your life, and you can do what you want, is your C section. all right? So I would make the argument your A is your chorus, B is your verse, C is your bridge. Except that he does the whole thing over again. And it's the identical, the A section, the lyrics are the same, as you would expect from a chorus. The B section, the lyrics are the same, which you wouldn't expect from a verse, you would expect from a chorus. The C section, which would usually be a bridge, is repeated again, exactly the same. So, is it another chorus? The point of the matter is, there is no real uh, defined chorus because we hear everything equal, we hear everything repeated. So, you know, as a listener, it's easy to figure that the so tired, tired of waiting is your chorus because that's where the hook is one of the hooks. Really there's a hook in a reverse too, so even that argument kind of falls flat. Um but I think a reasonable person would just assume that that is your chorus if you have to name a chorus. But the form of the song is ABC ABC and then a coda. And the coda is just a refrain, a repeat of the A section. So that's also a good a good argument that that is your chorus of the song because it ends up being, through the use of a coda, it ends up being the most heard um, section of the song, even if there are three other equally heard sections. So it's a very cool song. It's uh, underrated, I think. uh, Dave Davies called it a perfect pop song, and I can't disagree with that because the construction of it, the delivery, the instrumentation, uh, everything about it is really spot on it's no wonder it was a number one hit um it's faster like i said than most people would think i would imagine if i was in a bar band i would car- count this off i'd go one so tired of waiting right you think of it being a little bit slower but it's actually a pretty up-tempo tune you know it's not you really got me speeds but it's not um terribly slow green day whom I spent a good chunk of my picture book episode talking about how they'd probably heard of that song because they were cool dudes. I had forgotten that they did a cover of Tired of Waiting for You in 1994. It was the B side to the single basket case, but it, it later came out, I think in 2002, 2003. It came out on a compilation album um, that, you know, pulled up. B sides and covers and and soundtrack songs and stuff like that. They do it a pretty faithful recreation. They don't really give it the Green Day spin, other than it sounds like it was recorded by a nineteen nineties punk band. Um, you know the guitar tones are distinctly Green Day. The drum miking is distinctly Green Day. But musically, they're doing it pretty faithful to the original. Except they take it the speed that I think. It's at in my head when I'm not listening to the original. So it's a cool one. Track it down. Uh, It's on Spotify or YouTube or whatever. Track it down if you haven't heard it. It's a cool cover if you like Green Day and the Kinks, um, which I think there's probably a lot of crossover on that. So that's Tired of Waiting for You, their highest charting American single until 1983. (sighs) It just defies logic. We are heading into Halloween. And that means that tomorrow and the following day, we're going to do two um, creepier tunes, spookier tunes, scarier tunes, more Halloween-themed tunes. So tomorrow will be the Beatles one. Halloween Day will be the Kinks version. I'm sure Kinks fans can guess which one I'm doing for the Kinks. But will the Beatles fans be able to guess which one I'm going to do tomorrow? We will find out. Swing by iTunes, rate us and review us. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And visit our site, herohabit.com, on Friday for a full recap of this week's episodes. And for other Kinks and Beatles related articles I've written, collectibles. Uh, There's a whole bunch of Beatles trading card checklists up there for you to browse through. Um, But be sure to bookmark that site. And share this podcast with your friends. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.